Hello, baby. Let me rap to you for just one moment so I can let you know exactly how I feel about you. Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you live, as always, in the shadow of Hurricane Mountain. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in from Charm City, my pal Odell. What's up, Odell? Hey, Nick. What's up, bro? Nothing, man. So we had a pretty exciting weekend, huh? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, I was I didn't get to catch the whole weekend, but um, um, was able to hang with you guys on Saturday night, which was really awesome. So it was a yeah, really good time. Filmed another episode of The Misadventures of Saucy. I actually interviewed Al Pist and the boys in the band, the Pist, um, from the ball yeah. pit at April's house, which was mucho fun. <laughs> then we went out to some vegan pizza place for dinner. And then I finally got to see the Pist live. I never got to see them back in the day. And thankfully, they did this reunion tour and invited us out. Mm-hmm. It was a great show, too. It was, I mean... Good crowd, great show. Um, all the bands were really good. The piss killed it. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, man, and you know, for early fifties, Al pissed, rocked it, and the drummer Brian. My God, did you see yeah. him playing with his other band, War Games? It was a workout. <laughs> he was just drenched in <laughs> sweat. He was a freaking machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're all, like I said, they they in nonstop. It wasn't like they had any breaks. They didn't take any breaks between any songs. It was just back to back, back to back, back to back. It was unbelievable. But you know, all in all, it was a great show. Great crowd. The crowd was really into it. Um, uh, it was it was fun. It was. I haven't been to a a, a punk rock show in a long time. Like a punk rock show. In yeah, really and I got time. in the so pit. It was really fun to get back. And I actually posted yeah. the next day. I was like, I'm glad to know at 46 I can get in the pit without breaking any freaking bones <laughs> or having a stroke. Like I was, because April <laughs> kind of dragged me in there last song. And I was like, oh man, like I haven't been in a pit in like 10 years, but I had to do it for Al Pist. Oh yeah. I would oh, be yeah. ashamed of myself the next day if I didn't get in a pissed pit. <laughs> that just well, the good thing cool. was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is that everybody, you know, a lot of the people that were in the pit were about our age as well, too. So it sort of helps out. We, you know, everybody realizes the pain they probably felt the next day. Yeah. And 30 <laughs> years we'll be doing it with walkers. Yeah. All right. Um, D, our producer, we are heading to Savannah. This week in Atlanta to meet up with some comedian friends and do some filming, and then to Savannah. And why are we heading to Savannah, D? It's real. Oh my this gosh. shit is real now, D. I know this shit is very, very real. Okay, <laughs> so I, I'm going to um, audition for America's Got Talent um, under penalty of death. No, not really. Um, I just honestly, I got really <laughs> tired of everybody kind of screaming at Nick and kind of looking at me like what's wrong with you um when they would hear me sing and they're like why aren't you doing something with this what is wrong with you so yes we're i'm gonna go this we're gonna go this weekend i'm gonna audition for america's got talent i have every finger crossed 
Um, I have asked for people to light candles, say prayers, do rain dances, whatever it is they do. I don't care. Um, I'm really, really nervous, which is probably why now I'm sick. But your body is rejecting. I it. know my body is freaking out. But I do have. It, it, it probably it could. Be. Go ahead. Oh, it probably could have been the you know the thirty degree weather in Baltimore. Oh, no, no, too. I don't. I don't think it was <laughs> you know being out at one thirty in the morning in like twenty degree weather in Baltimore after a, a punk show. No, not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was still I, revved up. There was like steam coming off me when I walked. Yeah, out it, of that it club. was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first punk show is definitely worth it. But no, I, uh, I've got the electrolyte water. I've got the different kinds of tissues. I've got the medicine. I've got the the airborne stuff that's supposed to help you get better faster. I've got the herbal cough drops and the home remedies. You name it, it is in my body as we speak. Um, I actually took today off and slept. A good part of the day, um, and just now that you said that, someone's going to write us and say you're using performance enhancing drugs. I know, right? Yes, I'm. Pre- I'm using performance enhancing Ricola. That gave you that edge on AGT. That's hey, right. Hey, speak the voices. We've got we got to move this along. We've got the moist voice in here today from our usual yes. kettle of fish. Um, funny thing about politics show, Fern. You just had to be here tonight, huh? Oh, of course I had to be here. Like, I'd never miss an opportunity to talk to Odell and RL and Matt, but I have got to be here because I have to support my sister from another Mista. Yes. I am so excited for you, <laughs> D. I know you're going to kill this. And the cool thing is, is like when you're all the way up there and you're like getting your Grammys and shit, I can say, this girl performed at my house, karaoke at my house. This, she was here. She you did know, that. You know I'm so, going to yeah. have to buy the house next and door. And then right? B will send you a, a prorated bill. Whatever. I'll no. just make sure I stock up on Arbon and apple cider vinegar and, you know, NyQuil and all that shit for when you get here, just in case so there's no excuses. You're going right. to be here and you're going to sing. Right. You're gonna be, she's going to rock it out. We've got to get RL in here, but real quick, tell us who's coming up on the show because we're not doing any more shows this month. We've got a very sporadic not. holiday schedule. Um, we do, as we always do, because we, like all of you, like to spend our quality holiday time with our friends and family. So um, we'll be back on December 3rd on Kettle of Fish with Haig Hovnanian, who you can catch on Harvey Knuckles, the web series. Until then. Um, We'll also be here on December 6th for the funny thing about politics with actor James Morrison, who you may have seen on Twin Peaks. You may have seen him on Revenge, or you might have seen him a couple weeks ago on the Orville. Yeah, that was him. It was cool. Um, And then on December 20th, we are going to have our ginormous 21 Punk Salute music show. Um, And, of course, we're having some Life is Hard in there. Um, The Padula show is always up, and Bath Talks is on season two now. And, of course... Big end of the year show with William Sanderson and many, many other guests. And we just booked Strangling Jack for Kettle of Fish December 20th. Or December 10th, excuse me. December 10th, yes. And if you somehow miss part of this or want to go back and listen to our other stuff just go to and this is really easy okay www.tincan.media and hit enter that's it that's all we made it really easy forget the dot com stuff that's old tincan.media boom you're there and there's like umpteen different things all the time there's always something it's craziness it's awesome it's wonderful it's fabulous all right, well, today's episode is AGT-themed, of course, and I have one of my favorite performers from AGT, past contestant, R.L. Bell. R.L., what's up? Hey, glad to be here. Yes, sir. We had you on earlier this year, talked a lot about AGT, and I want to expand on that. But first, I got to tell right. you, man, I went on your YouTube and checked out that Prince Tribute video you did, and you absolutely uh-huh. nailed it. Um, as somebody who has a sultry, yeah. sexy voice, how much of an influence did Prince have on you? And like, what was the effects of him passing away? Like, how much did that really affect you? Well, you know, I was a I was a Prince fan back in the um, <clears throat> in the eighties and and nineties. Um, you know, when I'm up there singing, you know, I'm not trying to be Prince or anybody. You know, I'm just doing a Prince song, R.L.'s way. Um, when he passed away, yeah, genius passed away, just like a lot of the other people that have uh, left. Yeah. Here. You know, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
me 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 doing his songs or whatnot i mean i have a lot of people everywhere even when i was on agt they said man you you sound like prince i don't know i don't know and i'm not trying to sound like prince though. i'm trying to sound like rl but people see me as this prince rick jane type of character i mean that's the way that the world sees me and you know me being on that show it really put me out there that way so every time i step out <clears throat> I think people are really looking looking to hear something in that era of music. You know what I'm saying? But that's not which, necessarily which is, which a is, bad thing, though, because you've got a lot of sex no, 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 no. It's, and it gets a lot of eyes on you. It's a good thing. You. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, when I was on the show, I mean, that's Simon and, and a lot of the producers, they, they were calling me this Hercules Prince type character. I had all kind of names going, you know, but, you know... <laughs> You know, if the world see me that way, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a compliment to me, you know, and I don't mind it at all. I mean, that's the way that they they see me now, which is great, which is great. But I want the world to know that I'm not trying to be these characters. I'm trying to be RL and RL alone, you know. But, um, yeah, it was a it, it was more than a blessing, man, being on that show. Uh, you know, it got me internationally known. Uh, it's a lot of big things happening now with me. You know, that was my one foot in the door <clears throat> by being on that show. So if Dee is wanting to get on that show and she makes it, I mean, her her whole life can turn around, you know, in a blinking of an eye. Well, let's talk <clears throat> about the change since you've been on the show, because you've got that new track we played part of at the intro. I love you. Um, I know when I go uh -huh. on your YouTube, you're doing a lot of covers. What's the pivot like yeah. the writing process, writing music? And I'm I'm assuming you're going to have an album coming out soon, right? 2018 yeah. you probably got a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're working on that right now because, I mean, the world and I'm, and I'm, I'm literally saying the world because I, people from all over different countries always wanting something from RL and whenever AGT is aired again, like this episode that just went off, it, it, it re, I don't even know how to word that. Um, it regenerates me all over again, just because that show is on. I have other fans, you know, coming on Facebook, coming on Twitter, all that talking about RL Bell. It just starts me all over again, which is a good thing, which is a good thing, you know? Um, you know, that song there that you that you played, I Love You, it's all over the place now. And so many different countries is really loving it. But they're looking for more songs from me. And I mean, all those things that you see on YouTube, all those videos of covers, I just do that really quickly just to keep people satisfied. You know, but a lot of people are wanting the rest of my CD. You know, but there's so much other stuff going on now. I have a movie deal um, <clears throat> that's about to happen. Um, if God says the same, um, that's that's in the works. You know, I'm getting ready to do the uh, Houston Sports Awards. That's a big thing that's going to be televised. Wow, you, know, you are taking off. Okay. Yeah, my band and I'll be the entertainment and the house band for that. You know, so when they call oh, okay. all of the professional players and stuff we'll we'll be the ones that's doing all the music for all of that so you know and after that show i mean it's who knows what else is going to happen just from doing that that uh award show you know but yeah it's it's, it's a lot going on with me you know I'm, I'm constantly in the studio you know i'm happy that you all like that song um i've been having people using it in their weddings wow <laughs> and i wrote that yeah i wrote that whole song <laughs> well let me yeah. ask you this though <laughs> Because I know you uh -huh. have such a stage present, and mm -hmm. you can tell you're one of those people who have a passion for performing. All the back-end mm -hmm. stuff, going in the studio, recording, having to write your own material, or wanting to write your own material. Do you find that kind mm -hmm. of like, I've got to grind through this to get the reward of being on stage? Or do you get as much pleasure out of the whole writing and recording process? No, you know what? I, I get the pleasure of writing and recording it all because it's my music. I mean, I love doing covers. Don't get me wrong, because I appreciate that music and I love doing it. I like doing it my way. But when it's your own song, like that song there, I love you. I've been getting so many good responses from it. That's a good feeling to have when you sat there and you wrote that song, you know, and that song came from actually a play that I was in that I was touring with. <clears throat> with uh, Shawnee Brown that used to play on a uh, different world. I don't know if you all remember her. She played Kim on that show. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I, I, yep. 
Yeah, well, I, I toured with her in a play that she wrote, and <clears throat> my character, uh, I was a boyfriend to this girl, and, you know, I actually fell in love with her in the play. That's the way she wrote it out. And I had to write a song, and I wrote that song for the play. And I just started thinking, you know, I got so many good responses from her. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to put that song out. And that's how that happened. So now, you know, like I said, a lot of people tell me that that song kind of sounds like the old school type of music that we don't have anymore. If you, if it you, does, uh, it really does. It does. Can you hear that? You hear that, right? Yeah. Oh <clears> yeah. You know, that's you what I was really going to ask you. That's what. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you, you, you were talking about how, you know, Prince and Rick James, your influences mm -hmm. are, are does, does it come from the older sound or was that what you honed your skill after? Um, like the old R&B, like the Teddy Pendergrass and the Barry Whites and Marvin Yeah, Gaines, and you know. That's, that's, what I, that's right. what I hear a lot in those songs. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I appreciate the music mm -hmm. today, but not and not put any, any music down today because I love it all. But the R&B sound that we have today is not the R&B sound that, that that's R&B, the richness of R&B. And that song there, right. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people say, man, you don't hear that talking anymore. You don't hear, baby, I love you in songs anymore. You know, and, and when I wrote that, you know, that's, that's kind of where I was, where I kind of got that from. It's from that old school sound, man. You know, now my other songs that I'm writing right now, they're going to have a little twist to them. A little old school with a twist, meaning the old school with a little new school mixed into it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was gonna say, you know, I, when you were on Kettle of Fish, I, something personal came up. I wasn't able to do that episode, which I I deeply regret. But in in looking into your uh -huh. work and your background, one of the cool things I found was your your history in the church. And that I, I, I connected with that because when I was a kid and I used to go to church, like I connected with the music because it's mixed in with your spirituality. And you, mm -hmm. you tend to like feel it more when your spirituality is involved. And I, I totally can understand, you know, that, that sense of love for music coming from a church right. aspect and from a religious aspect right. too. And I'm not an overly religious right. person. Like I'm not going to go out on the street and try to, you know, try to make people see things my way. But I believe that your mm -hmm. relationship with God is yours and you should feel it and do That's good right. with it. And that, that, that understanding of music and the feeling and the power is a gift. So I definitely right. respect that and found that very intriguing. And listening to your music, you mm -hmm. can hear the feeling, you can hear the soul, you can hear the emotion, and that's it's amazing. It's very yeah, cool. you can yeah. And you know that's what people mm -hmm. say when they hear that song. They say, "Man, I I can feel everything that you're singing about." And you know, I think I talked about this last time I was on the show. You know, the songs that I sing about and write about, I don't want anything negative in my music. Um, I don't want anything extremely nasty in my music. Now, back in the day, had I been doing this this serious, I don't know what would have come out. <laughs> right, right. Seriously, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, we have change of times now, man. It's like, you know, the way that the world is, is, is spinning nowadays, man. I mean, we here today might be gone tomorrow. You know, I just want to sing about things that's that's positive, lovable you know that's that's just me you know but i wanted to be jamming and grooving and really poppy you know but i just wanted to be all all good all good stuff you know and i think you know we speak of prince you know he was talking about that back in the day too you know because you know his music back in the day was kind of out there and um if you heard some of his lyrics on his newer stuff it was it was fairly clean stuff you know and uh that's just me you know, and, you know, I think I get that from the way that I was raised and where my background comes from, you know, coming from the church because my mom had us singing in church and everything. And then plus, my dad is a minister. <laughs> I can't believe that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think you talked about that so. last time you were on, too. Yeah. And, you know, he he enjoy what I do. I mean, he loved the songs. I mean, he said, son, there's nothing wrong with a good love song or whatnot, blah, 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 you know, Um but so so he's happy he's happy what i'm doing you know so but yeah i'm so happy that you all love the song though seriously right really on am. okay well we've got to wrap this up we've got matt guyler on the line but before you go um give these some advice <clears throat> what should he look out for what are some of the pitfalls how should she kind of present herself so she could stand out from the back well the 
he, here's the thing here. You have to go in not scared at all. Okay. <clears throat> and you're going to have, you're going to have this audition that's going to last only about 60 seconds. Right. And that's it within those 60 seconds. I mean, it's going to be no music. Okay. Yep. But you got to sing like you hear every instrument in that song when you're up there auditioning for these people. And what I mean by that is you have to, sing that little 60 seconds like you're doing the whole song and you're getting down in front of millions of people. That's what I did. Okay. How did and you get into like, that mind frame? <clears throat> did you have to like meditate first or how did you get? No, in? no. Well, well, first of all, I love singing. Yeah. I mean, right, I, I, right. I'll sing on a, on a, on a minute of a dime and I'll, I'll yep. sing anywhere. Okay. You know, Ariel sing this right. I'll start singing. You know, and that's what you have to do. And you can't be near. I mean, those people that you're going to be singing in front of, I mean, you might be singing in, in front of a producer or you might be singing in, you know, you know, the crew that's going to audition you. Whoever it is, they're nobody. Right. That's what you have to put in your mind. They're nobody. You're going to get up there and you're just going to what perform advice. for this person. Show them what you do. Show them what you do. Show them what you love. And like I said, don't be don't be scared because you don't have any music. Oh, okay? yeah. That that doesn't bother me so much, and I know this is gonna sound really weird. I get nervous singing mm -hmm. in front of people that I know. If you put me up in front of a group of strangers, and I know that nobody, not even Nick, if Nick's not in the room, nobody I know mm -hmm. is there. They're all at the bathroom, whatever. I'm good because they don't know me, so I'm gonna. Well, you lost cats meow in New Orleans, I and I was standing. Well, <laughs> yeah, but part of the fun of that is that. I love. I just love that holy shit look on their faces because mm -hmm. you know my signature mm -hmm. song and the one I'll do because I could remember it drunk off my ass is uh, Four Non Blondes. What's up? And so when it gets to that chorus and I push that really hard and it's just it just explodes and people are like, "Wow, that I love okay. that okay. so much. I love that. Yeah. Wow." And like, I was gonna. I was going to ask you what part of the song are you going to do? Yeah, I'm doing you the second verse. You got to do a little build chorus. up and then kill it. Yeah, because the first verse mm. is really it's slower, but the second verse is like, oh wow, that's that. There's a lot of changes in there, and then the chorus just explodes off of it, and you're just like, holy crap! You know, it's yeah, I like that. Okay. I love that. That's okay. a good feeling. And look, are you gonna are you gonna dress the part? Because that's another thing. Whatever that song is about, you need to dress the part to that song. I know. That's the thing. I don't know. Because I sing a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I like mm -hmm. that. I like Sia. I like Kesha. I like Stevie Nicks. But I don't know. Like, you know, Four Non Blondes, they're very, it was very, like, grunge, whatever. But I've got the most mm -hmm. awesome out. Like, I feel like a superhero in this this outfit. It's amazing. Um, and it looks really, really good. And it, it's very me. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I've it got, does. like, the bright red shaved mohawk with curls coming down. I mean, like, it's very oh, – I don't wow. know anybody else with my style. So that's good. Wow. Um, whether it yeah, fits that song – that's wonderful because you want to stand out. Yeah. Whether it fits <clears> that <throat> song necessarily, I'm not sure. But it definitely feels like it should be me that is singing it. Okay. Like, every time I do okay. it, it's and, just and, like, and, Wow. Right, and I want I want you to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. I want you to feel comfortable with your song, yeah. and I want you to feel comfortable with your vocals. Okay, so please, because you're talking about this weekend coming, you're going to go for the audition, yeah. Right? I I actually tested myself okay. this morning because I you know I am getting sick, um, or I'm in the middle of mm -hmm. it, and so as I was on my way to go get more medicine and juice, I I kind of played with the song itself, and I'm like, yeah, I can still hit that. It's fine. It's fine. Even at my worst right, right now, right, right. because it's not nasal right. or anything like that. I'm like, yeah, I can still totally kill it. You might hear just a smidge okay, of me good. being stuffy at the end, but totally not. Good. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. As long as I'm conscious, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, look. She's got the chop. Definitely. She does. Oh, oh yeah. wow, that's great. That's yeah. great. <laughs> but I know there's that's so really much great. more well, around it, the politics and everything it, else of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is, you know. But just sweetie, just go in there and do your thing and look, maybe two days before you go, try not try not to talk as much. Yeah. Um 
and and lemon honey and tea. Um, yes. Do that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get yes, the honey. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah. And then like right before you go in, you take your little honey with you mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and take a little bit before you go yeah. in and then take a little water because you don't want, you know, it's sitting in your throat. But yeah. just do that. But, you know, most of all, just don't be nervous. I mean, you sing all the time. You know, yeah. just go in there and do that. And it's just a little 60 seconds. But that little 60 seconds, they're really listening to you. Okay. Right. And then the second thing, too, they're looking at you. They're looking at you to see if you, if you, if you stand out for the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, it, 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 you know, it could be five or six singers and you all are good. But you might have that look that they're really looking at. You know what cool. I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying really dress the part and just really do your thing. And, Sounds and, like you know, solid advice. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's the best thing, you know. I mean, when I walked in there, they didn't understand me when I walked in there. They looked right. at me like, who is this guy? Yeah. But you wanted <laughs> to know that, more, they, and that's the thing. Yeah, all right, RL, I could talk to you all night, but we got to get the next <clears> guest <throat> in here. I want to thank you okay. so much for calling in. <laughs> it was enlightening as always. I wish you nothing but the best of luck and good tidings in 2018. Please tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Where can we find RL Bell online? Well, you can find me on, uh, I have my um, uh, Facebook page. It's under RL Bell. um, And then you can find me on Twitter. That's RL underscore Bell. Uh, Instagram, RL Bell. My YouTube channel, RL Bell. Everything is RL Bell if you want to find me. <clears throat> okay and and uh yes and i really enjoy this this talk with you all i, I look forward to it every time we talk Same awesome. here, bro. absolutely thanks man thanks all right all right you're welcome brother let's get the next guest in here our pal matt guiler matt are you with us Gia, Gia, can you hear me yes yeah you know what matt last time you were on the show was our big summer of fun episode you came on right. 30 minutes. We're talking about creative stuff, um, not really talking about anything new you've got on the horizon. Two days later, I see a video of you from AGT come across my feed. <laughs> How in the hell did you not spill the piece on our show two days prior? Because I feel like the hardest thing about this whole process is me not just totally on air being like, D made it, D made it, and screaming it from the fucking mountaintops. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not really the type of guy that's like, hey, you know, also check this out. <laughs> um, I don't know why I didn't mention it. I, I guess I, I didn't think it was going to be anything real big, you know? Ha, little well, did you know. <laughs> ask you this, because, I mean, that video, like, I saw the video before I even knew you were on there, and then I even wrote you, and I was like, hey, can I share this? I'm seeing this video go around. And I know AGT yeah. has a lot of, like, stipulations in their contract. They don't want a lot of information right. released beforehand. Um, why did you pick 2017? Your act has been around for a long time. Why was 2017 the year you finally decided to go on AGT? Uh, you know, that's a good question because they, the producers from that show had reached out to me once before. Um, Oh, they reached out to you? Yeah, they reached out to me, um, well, the first time was back in 2010 and, oh, wow. And so, and I think the next time was like 2013 and I, you know, I've, I've spoken about this to a couple, in a couple of interviews, but, um. You know, at the time they reached out, you know, they were like, you know, we got to get the pumpkin, the dancing pumpkin guy on here. And the first conversation I had with them was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they got the joke because on the phone call I told this guy, yeah, well, the dancing pumpkin is not some circus sideshow freak. You right. Can't just tr- you just can't trot him out there. And the guy was like, oh okay i'm like honestly you know i can put you in touch with them but uh i don't know if you'd go for it and he's like okay well here's my information and um i don't know it's just it's kind of a bad it's kind of a joke that didn't land and so i never followed up with it and then what the the time this most recent time last summer so you betrayed dancing pumpkin as a separate being that was like a total demi more diva right 
Sweet. Right. And that didn't work out for you too well the first time. I just, I, I thought they, maybe they thought I would be excited. And at that time I was just kind of like, yo, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> but like last summer, this other, this totally new producer comes like, you know, we got to have, we got to have the dancing pumpkin man on this season. Oh, and so cool. I just said, you know, why fight it? But I did, I did say to him, I said, I'll, I'll do it. But on the condition that you guys can, um, you have to let him speak. It's not just going to be like a freakazoid dancing guy. Like he has to be able to like improvise and kind of chit chat and go back and forth. Well, with, the back um, and forth with, I thought was the best part. You and yeah. Simon's dialogue back yeah. and forth was amazing. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was one thing I, I kind of was adamant about because I was like, because you know they're really upfront and honest because they, they do book a certain amount of acts that are that kind of fall in that range of people don't know what to make of it. Is it a joke? Is it serious? You know, it could go, kind of go either way. And um, I well, I didn't even know they time. reached out to people. I assumed everything was like people going there, like these going and auditioning. So this is mind blowing to me that they even reach out to people. Period. They did. You know, they have, that show is, is a huge mechanism. I mean, they have, they, of course, they do the auditions in different cities. And they, I, I, I think I'm pretty on the mark in saying this, but I think about a third of their acts that they bring in to actually film come from that avenue. And then there's another third that they kind of cull, you know, like they find on the internet. Right. Um, and then there's others that they either somebody on the show has seen somewhere or has some experience with like, yo, we have to have these on the show. And, um, to my knowledge, I think this was the first time they were like, we got to get some kind of meme-ish internet-ish thing, you know? So I think that's how they, you know, they reached out to me again. The, the girl who actually did it, who was my producer on the show was, I mean, she was like, it was weird because she was like, oh, "Oh, all my friends, we love the Dancing Pumpkin Man," and I'm just like, "Really? <laughs> Dance for like us, <laughs> man!" The pressure. <laughs> well, so here's what I'm thinking the whole time. You know, Dancing yeah. Pumpkin. It's been around for a while. I feel like it was an internet sensation. It's a meme I see every freaking Halloween. Everybody right. has seen it. Does going on AGT kind of up that credit all? I mean, Howie knew who you were. Everybody always already knows who you are. Did going on that show help your career at all? Or was it like people already know you, so it didn't really do anything for you? It helped in the... Um, it helped, definitely helped with the visibility because the, um, you know, prior to that, there's a lot of people that watch that show that have, have no idea what that thing is. I mean... If you're into internet culture or meme culture or anything like that, you you probably know. Um, but you know, people people my age and up don't really know a lot about it. Um, but it, but it, it did actually. You know, I I, I did a couple of I got a couple of jobs with like Dunkin' Donuts out of it and. Um, also connected with with like a um, it's an agency that does licensing stuff. So fortunately, about a year ago, I copyrighted the uh, or I trademarked the character rather. Smart. And, um, so that so and so that was a great connection to make, and that came about because of the show. Because I I said to um, my manager, I'm like, you know, he's like, we got a book dancing pumpkin man gigs, and I'm like, well, I feel like the future of that thing is not so much me going around and appearing as it, as it is like, yo, here's this dancing pumpkin man costume. Here's this dancing pumpkin man scented candle and door decoration that appear at target every Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't over commercialize it. I mean, I don't, I think the more (laughs) shrouded in mystery it is. And I think it was, it's smart that you don't come out there as like, Hey, I'm Matt Geiler to dancing pumpkin. Like, I think it's smart to leave that mystery element in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was totally a thing I said to the producers. I was just like, um, let's not ever reference who I actually am. Let's just kind of leave it out there in the ether. 
Would you took your mask off if you won a million dollars in some parallel universe? <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe. maybe. Actually, one of the funny things was the people who were working directly with, with me, um, my producer was like, we got to do something where the, where the dancing pumpkin gets to sing or gets to freestyle or do something, you know, that'll kind of put a twist on it. But the other story producers on the show were kind of like, now ah, we want to keep them in the room. It's just kind of a quirky, weird dancing thing, you know? So, so, God, so many can... different producers. Jeez. Oh yeah. There's a lot of levels to it for sure. It sounds very meta, right? Fern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Matt, it's Fern. <laughs> I think I spoke to you when I was up in Maine last time. Um, I know you know what's going on. Mom's cancer-free. I can now say everything is going good with mom and her cancer, so this is a positive thing. Uh, it's gone, oh, so everything's been cured and awesome. But uh, I, was, I was thinking about the dancing pumpkin. I had actually showed my 14-year-old. I was like, have you seen the dancing pumpkin? And he's like, oh, my God, yes, I see that. It's everywhere. And I was like, that's Matt. Come check out his stuff. You are so... Uh, multi-dimensional with Make Matt Sing, with your art, with your book, with your comedy, with all that stuff. But I think you should make a video calendar of dancing whatever. Like, of course, you're going to be the dancing pumpkin in October, but, like, in February, yeah. you could have a little heart, or in <laughs> April, like, an Easter head, or, like, an American flag in July. Like, you should make a video, a dancing dancing pumpkin video calendar where people can just download and enjoy the dancing pumpkin oh, year that's, round. That's a dope idea. Yeah, so, I'll take 10 of those. <laughs> if you came up with that idea, then we'll have, I mean, we'll have like any proceeds from that. I mean, we'll have to tip you a month. <laughs> Dude, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help. Hey, that's I don't know if you awesome. saw this, Matt. I went to different um, articles or little threads about the dancing pumpkin. And when you actually lost the singing yeah. Trump won, and there was people yeah. making it political, like, yeah, Trump took down that leftist pumpkin guy. Did you get any kind <laughs> of, like, trolling like that? Because I was seeing it going on in threads, and I had to fucking laugh. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the whole thing is just is kind of a troll anyway, because, I mean, <laughs> there were... If you go if you go online like on those videos and you read some of the comments, it's it's hilarious because people are like, He's not really that great of a dancer. You know, and or like, As if you went to Juilliard and this is like your full time gig. Exactly. I mean it's like very vitriolic criticism of this thing <laughs> of this thing. And um Yeah, it's just interesting to me. Like some people totally get the joke and some people are like I can't believe this is a travesty. There's no <laughs> way that they should have passed that guy through. Which they're actually right, but you know, again, let's not be so serious about it. Yeah, people get invested, right, Odell? They do. They oh, do. absolutely. <laughs> Crazy so, invested. So, are you still freestyling? Yeah. What happened to make oh, Matt yeah. sing? I haven't seen it come across my um, Facebook in a while. I'm telling you what, man. I have been. Since the end of the summer, I've been, I think the last one we did right there in August sometime, since the end of the summer, I've been, the schedule has been insane because I've been, I've traveled doing comedy stuff, but I have started with, I have um, two hosting gigs on a couple of TV shows, one that shoots in January, one that shoots in March. And so I've kind of been um, wrapped up in reveal or are these under wraps? Uh, I can talk about one of them. One of them is a show called Misguided Tours, in which I, I host this show, but I take like groups of people. I pose as a tour guide, and I take groups of people through different museum exhibits um, in different locations, and they it's kind of a hybrid game show type of a thing. So like, it plays on my historic, my improv and my historical knowledge. So like we're looking at a painting, I give, I'm, I'm talking about the painting, but then I start to kind of go off the rails and do ridiculous false information. And <laughs> the, the people who are on the show and the, and the, the tourists per se, the people who can weed out the nonsense from, from the real are the people who get to progress, you know, but it's kind of cool because I just get to like, do they know they're on a show, or is this like a candid camera type gig? 
It's uh, it's kind of a hybrid of both because they're it's definitely shot like a candid camera, but the people who are there definitely know um, they know what their goal is, uh, but they don't. But it, so that's where it's kind of a different property because they they know that something some of the stuff I'm going to be saying is not true. But my job is to make it sound plausible enough so that they really have a hard time weeding out the fiction from the fact. You know what I mean? Right on. What channel is this premiering on? Uh, well, that's the hilarious thing. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, how much. TV you guys watch out of Australia or New Zealand. Oh, tons of it. It's like an... It's broadcast internationally first before they bring it to the States, so they haven't made a deal for it yet in the States, the production company, but um, we're shooting January, so they're looking at broadcasting um, fall of 2000. It's a fall 2018 show, but the initial broadcast area is uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, in the UK. So Holy you won't get to see it. So it's I'm like sure history we'll balderdash. Yeah. <laughs> history so balderdash. I love it. There's a lot of information about We'll have to literally, you know, take an ocean steamer to experience. I think we're all on board. All right, let's move on to AGT, Mr. Matt. Give yeah. D some advice. RL was in here earlier, gave D some advice. I know her nerves yeah. are wrecked. She's got this um, audition in about four days. This coming Sunday in Savannah. What can you mm. tell D to? She's going to be doing singing. What can you tell her to look yeah. out for? What can you tell her is her best bet to kind of get noticed and get pushed through? Hmm. Well, I just, I mean, I, I heard part of the conversation and I, I thought that our had some really good advice. Um, I think with the singing, you know, it's, it's really just kind of going in there and hit, I, I liked what he said about hitting it hard and like that 60 seconds is yours and yours alone, you know? So, um, did you have to audition since they asked for you or were they like, Oh, you're just going through to the first show? I I was a weird one. They they actually just brought me out for the taping, so they were like, I guess they were like, we're confident enough in the weirdness of this that we'll uh, we'll we'll find a, a use for it. But I mean, it's it's here's what I think about it. If you can treat it just like any other audition, you know, I know that the possibility, the outcomes are much different because you could possibly possibly get to a, a position where you're, you know, dealing with maybe like a windfall of money and a lot of, a lot of notoriety. But in the beginning, yo, it's just like everything else. It's like, uh, it's like if you were going into audition for a commercial or something really low key, you know, it's, it's 60 seconds and you're out. So instead of thinking about what they want and what they might like, it's all about, what am I going to do with the 60 seconds and how am I going to best feel satisfied? The, the most successful auditions I've ever had are when I forget the stakes and just go from the gut, you know? Um, that sounds like solid advice, D. Um, just own those 60 seconds and be like, hey, how do I sum up D. Prizer in 60 seconds? I think that's what Matt's saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had a problem with that when I tried to make my audition video, which, by the way, no one will ever see because it was on my other phone. And when I tried to upload it, my phone <laughs> literally died. It was just too much for my phone. So Crap, you couldn't get that fixed? No, no, I had to buy a new uh, phone. So, <laughs> like, the screen black, <laughs> and that was just it. That was all. No, um, my thing was I couldn't pick just one song, like, for my video. Mm. And I had a really hard time picking what song I wanted to do for my first audition and and I actually I already have it planned I'm like okay first audition here is the couple of songs I'd like to do uh you know first regular round these are the songs I want to do and they get harder as it goes 
because I know that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the format of it. It, You know, you have a couple of rounds and then they want to see the softer side and you show them something different and then it just gets really like as big as you can get it. But you're going in with your A material and I kind of told D, I don't like, is it a good idea to go in with your A material, the song that she's most known for and is the strongest with? Or should she save that for kind of, you know, higher up in the competition, Matt? I don't think you should save anything. I think yeah. you should treat mm-hmm. every, mm-hmm. even when it's not a singing, I think I think you treat every audition as the last time you may do this. Yeah. Huh. Um, and I always, I mean, my, my thing is like, I don't ever count on the fact that I'm going to get another audition. So I always want to, I want I want to give them the knockout punch in sixty seconds. You know, yeah. I want to give them. I want to put my best foot forward. I want to I want to put my A game on the line for sixty seconds, and that helps conversely because a you're you're putting your you're putting your best self out there, and nine times out of ten people people love people love the best self when they know that you're operating with you know, kind of nothing, nothing left. If you leave that audition and you put everything on the, put everything out there, right? people have much respect for that. But also for you as an artist, if it doesn't go the way you planned, you know, if, it's, if say you had a tough audition day and it was between you and four other phenomenal singers and they went with the other three, you know, I, I always feel like, oh, well, you know what? It came down to a personal choice, but I know for a fact that I, I, I did a plus work in that audition. And I don't feel any regret. I don't, I don't right. go back and hash it over and say, you know, maybe if I would have chosen another song, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm going for because, like, the reason I picked the song I did was because it is, it's something I can't screw up. But at the same time, mm. it's like it's very like. There is the only actually no I shouldn't say I can't. The only way I can screw it up is to be dehydrated. Like that's it. Mm. Otherwise I absolutely kill it every single time and it's consistent. And if they're like, "Well, yeah. can you do this song again?" Absolutely, it'll sound exactly the same every mm-hmm. time. It it's always that good. But at the same time I was like, "Well, I could do these other 500 songs that I really really want to do." But I'm not as confident in them. Like they're like one of yeah. the ones that I, I really love is Kesha's new song "Praying," and it's great, and it's huge, and it's awesome, and it's powerful. But it's really hard, and I'm not quite as comfortable yet as I want to be with it. Yeah. Like I still, I feel like I need a few more months with that song, just because it. I mean, if you've heard it, it's you have a huge range. Oh, it's a powerhouse. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's absolutely a massive song. It's every bit as big as Somebody to Love from Queen, which is a huge song and one of my other favorites that I really want to tackle. But because it is mm. so big, it's like, well, I could take that big risk and jump on that huge song and do it because I probably could do it sufficiently, but I couldn't do mm-hmm. it as well as I know I can. Not yet. You know, so that's mm. why, you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to do this one because I know every single time, no matter what, it sounds phenomenal and people love it. And it's not, I mean, when's the last time you heard yeah. somebody saying, what's up from Four Non Blondes? Like, really? I never hear I it. Think, I, I think when Four Non Blondes did it. Exactly. Nobody ever, but everybody knows the song. So yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, I know that song. That's a great song. I can't believe nobody ever does that. Pulling at those nostalgic heartstrings. So, exactly. D, has tonight's episode yep. helped you at all? Do you feel a little bit more at ease talking <sighs> to Matt and RL, or I, are you still rattled? Uh, no, I do feel a lot better. I think the one thing that I really need to remember um, for me is that it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, I've read a lot of articles yeah. from people who have been there and done it, and they're like, you know, it's great that you signed up for a time to go audition, but that really doesn't mean a whole hill of beans you're still going to hurry up and wait like everybody else. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can do that because yep. at least I know I'm going to have that minute that's mine. And that's true. if they ask for more, that's good. So I'm just going to, I was hope. just going to say, I think I thought what you just said is really important because, um, they, they will, that's a thing that you want to leave in their bar, their, their court. You know what I mean? Like, 
smash them in the face with your home run, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll want they'll be like, oh wow, can we hear you sing something else? That means they're interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to approach it the reverse way of just like, well, I'll ease into it with this and then save my A game for if they ask for it. Right. I you, I so I had it totally wrong then. Because I was kind of telling her, go in there with something that's not your A game first because it's going to get amped up throughout the competition and save four non-blondes for last. Well, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get yeah. to that next level so you got to come it's just like but i never think like, like that i always go into yeah. everything thinking like i won't allow myself to think i can fail even though if i know i can't well, no, like, always not, think it, i'm going to succeed well it's not about thinking you're going to fail it's about the fact that you have 60 seconds to give it your all and you could give it your all and they could still be like well that's not good enough for us right but like matt was saying you give it your all you know when you left that you know hey they may not have liked it or whatever the reason may be but you know in your heart that you did what you know you did your best. Yeah, and that and that's the main and thing. That, that's just, I mean that sixty seconds that they give you. You also have to keep in mind that on these locations when they do the geographic audition cities, you know they're seeing hundreds, if not thousands, of people during the during the time that they're there. So, I mean, you got to make that impression big and quick. And then the t- then when you come back when they and they will not if when you mm-hmm. are asked back you know then you get a little more breathing in them you know then I mean it's that way with the with the tape shows too you know sixty seconds ninety seconds two minutes is there a process the- between being on the first like episode the first round on TV and the audition, do you have to do other things, or is it like if they ask you back, you're going to be on the auditions on television next? It's you know, it comes down to um, until you get to the live shows. The live shows is where they factor in you know audience input and callers and all that kind of stuff and um, online voting. Um, but until you get to the live shows, it's the end game is kind of the producers, you know, like. There were a lot of acts when I did my first round of taping that were phenomenal. They got like four yeses from the whole, all the judges, but they didn't go through either because, you know, the producers were crafting the show in a different way. Um, they tell you, they tell you after every round, you know, just because you got passed through, there's no guarantee yet you have to wait for final confirmation so like you said wow so you could get four yeses and still not go through i didn't know that oh yeah there's a there's a couple acts that did and it was and then when we all ended up in the second round what happened to so-and-so so i mean there's some elements that are out of your hands so that's why i say with your with the time you got i, I would go full tilt you know, I would I would not leave. I I would go out of that room having left everything in front of me. You know yeah, mean? don't listen to me, D. I was giving you bad <laughs> advice. Well, Matt, um, did you, you know. get further than you thought you were going to get on the show, or not as far as you thought you were going to get? Oh yeah, man. I I, <laughs> I, I thought I, I was as surprised as anybody after the when I got through. I mean, I was. Because I assumed I was like, okay, a certain amount of these acts they bring on, like they used to do on American Idol, you know, it was like, let's have this weird, crazy act to kind of break up the good stuff. You know, you need a little levity. I mean, um, so I was really surprised with how the first, the first round went. But having said that, I also, you know, I didn't, I didn't go into it kind of thinking, Oh God! If I don't do this, my if this doesn't happen for me, I mean, there know. was a kid that got kicked in the balls. Was part was his act, and he made it to right. like I think the live shows. And that whole right. kid's thing was like getting hit in the balls with two by fours. Just people like so. Right. I mean, you're light years above that dude's act. <laughs> See, but that's hey, the man, thing. I mean, <laughs> that's always the thing, though. A lot of it is going to be the how the producers want to make this season. And how hard you're willing to work for it. I mean, my mantra has been hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I know I've got talent. I know that. I was born with it. But at the same time, I've been 
busting my ass because I know good and well that somebody else who is just okay could sound almost yep. as good as me or just as good as me if I'm not working on it. So I, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the thing, too, is is I like what Matt said because I was thinking the same thing. Not if, but when. When you get called back because I've heard yep. you saying, I, I'm here to support my sister. This is my sister now. This is my sister I have chosen. I never had a sister, yeah. so this is my sister. Um you know, you're going to shatter that ceiling, D. Like, you're going, yeah, I'm going to go full bore, full bore, full tilt. I'm going in there. I'm going to do it, and this is what I do, and I do it the best, and this is a great song, and I can kill it, and I know I can kill it. But that ceiling's going to be shattered. And once they call you back, and they will, you're going to do nothing but go up from that ceiling that you thought you had, and you're going to go far real far because i know you you've got the motivation you've got the dedication you've got the chops and you've got the artistic talent to be able to do it Aww. so go for it and enjoy the ride man because I, I have a feeling you're going up yeah get on the ground floor of d right now <laughs> Every, because d's going places all right we gotta wrap this up matt i want to talk about your new album before we get you out of here tonight I didn't even notice to the other day. I was like, hey, I'm going to play some of your music. And you're like, well, I got some new stuff I could send you. And I was like, oh, wow. Tell us about the new album. Um, do you guys play live? Or are you just kind of studio gigging it and and kind of selling your music? Or how's that working? You know, for a long time, it's mostly been just studio stuff. And, you know, dig around LA quite a bit. Um, we don't really get out on the road much. But this next album we're doing... Um, I go to record it the week after Thanksgiving. It's called Sixers and Elixirs. And uh, it's um, it's actually kind of a step up in production. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a uh, mid-90s band called The Eels. It was a big hit with Movie yeah. Soul. Yeah, and, yes, uh, I do. <laughs> the, yeah. I, I, I knew Odell the, would know who they are. Odell knows who every band yeah. is. The Eels, the Eels are awesome, right. man. They were a very underrated band. Oh, I, I love the Eels, and um, I feel very fortunate because the uh, the Eels drummer, a guy by the name of Butch Norton, is doing the drumming on this album. Wow! And, um, so it's real. It's I think it's really going to kick, man. It's gonna. It's we're recording it at um, at a place called Moose Cat R- Recording, which is in Mid City, and uh, it's a really nice uh, vintage studio. A lot of a lot of awesome. Um, it's like you're stepping into like probably about 1976, the way the guy has the studio assembled. So it's going to, it's going to be a real, uh, a real flavorful record and it should be done and out by February next year. Sweet. And this is Frederick Julius. Yeah. Yep. And then, and what's the name of the album? called Sixers and Elixirs. Sixers and Elixirs. Nice. And we're going to play yeah. this package. Um, you already had this song set. Is this going to be the, like, the first kind of track you push, or do you just put the whole album out there and let people decide what they like best? Uh, this actually is turning into probably the track we're going to push first. Um, you know, it's not, it's not uh, set in stone by any means, but so far this one's our, kind of our favorite. Yeah. Right on. All right, so what does 2018 have in store for Matt Geiler? You know, just kind of more of the same, man. Uh, you know, doing shows, traveling around, um, making music. Um, you know, I've got a couple of new books that I'm working on. Those, those are a ways down the road. I'm still kind of in the the preliminary art of that. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's more of the same, man. Just uh trying to be creative in as many ways as possible and uh and just do it until we drop you know what i mean well i have to say you are creative in many ways my friend <laughs> I, th- I think we all are man i mean we we just have to find our grooves man and and that's what i think about you guys and i was so fortunate to, to, that you guys asked me to that you connected with me and that we that uh but that happened because I love doing the show because I feel like we're all kindred spirits in that sense, you know? Yeah, totally. absolutely. I could not agree more. And, you know, um, I have been saying for the longest time, and it probably sounds repetitive at this point, with such trying times, such what I will label as dark times, I think mm. art and entertainment and the creative process has never been more important than it is now. 
And one of the greatest joys of my life is connecting with people like you and different people whose work I enjoy. I mean, I never have people on the show if I don't thoroughly enjoy their work. And because it's I get to, Yeah, and I get to do all my own booking, so why would I want to book somebody that I'm lukewarm on, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a much better interview when you actually are like, oh, man, like I totally am into what this cat is doing. But I do right. think right now, like the whole creative process and art and putting out creative things – it's so much more important now than it was even five years ago. And I've kind of grabbed Absolutely. hold of that. And I'm always like helping people out on their creative projects, GoFundMes and um, Patreons and stuff like that. Because I think it is paramount now that we all get behind art. Because I think art is one of the things that can kind of combat this fucking maelstrom of hate that's been coming at oh, yeah. us for a year, if not two, three years straight. Yep. I, I totally agree with you, man. Yeah, I mean, that's how we fight the good fight, right, Odell? That's it. That is definitely it, man. Yeah, and even at IRH, like, we went to the Piss concert last weekend. We're doing this new web series, and I'm just trying to put, you know, we're doing a political show, but it's a lighter political show now, the funny thing about hmm. politics. So we're not getting, like, we're not digging in like we used to on the ignorance equation, mm-hmm. because I, yeah. I think people are just tired of be feeling bogged down. And I think sure. all that stuff really bogs you down, man. So that's why what you do is so important. What all our guests do is so important. And I'm like, I'm right there with you, man. I could not be happier I connected with you. Mm. Well, I, I, I hope, uh, I mean, I don't hope. I know that you're going to do great, D. And, um, oh, you know, just uh, I, I, when, when you get through, you know, just, uh, just let me know. You know, let me know how you destroyed it because I know you will. Now, if you see her on TV and the first time you see her, she comes out in a pumpkin mask, are you going to feel like she's riding off your style? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be a straight-up lawsuit at that point. Not a street fight? <laughs> I thought you'd take the it to battle the of the pumpkin street fight. <laughs> yeah. The spice fight. It would be fight. a street fight, except the dancing pumpkin is his own representation now, so I got a team. I got, I got a team that's going to hunt you down. <laughs> yeah, that's much more dangerous. Dude, like I, the old Street Fighter video game, you can fight dancing pumpkins online and just do crazy stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, I feel like Matt is such a good soul. His finishing moves would all be friendship. He doesn't yeah. have any mortal <laughs> friendship. Yeah, I would friendship. not kiss your teeth, and it would be more like just like a hug. Yeah. yeah, hug you into submission. <laughs> Matt is just creatively hugging America into submission. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, we've got to get out of here. Um, Matt, tell us about this package. What is it? Kind of give us the ramp up to it, and then we will end with that song. Sounds good, man. It's uh, you know, it's 135 beats per minute. Uh, kind of a straight ahead rocker about the uh, you know, a relationship that has just really gone sour. Um, it's kind of an up-tempo song about a sad circumstance, a sad state of affairs, and a lot of uh, harmonies in it. Right on. Right. Odell, you got anything yeah. to say before we wrap this up? I know you and Fern haven't got to talk too much this episode. No, just D, go out there, do your thing. Just, oh, just, just do your thing. Just don't, you know. It's funny, I went to uh, Raven Stadium, and... Um, and they have these mottos all over the stadium when we did the tour. One of them is called Win. And oh, it's what's like, Raven Stadium? They didn't rename Camden Yards, did they? No, it's the football stadium, M and T Stadium. Oh, it's the gotcha. stadium next to it. But uh, I took a line. It's over. It's part of his little schooling thing. And they got to take a tour. We got to take a tour of the stadium and, and everything. But when you go into the locker room, there's all these different mottos, and there's one that says Win, and basically it's What's in the Now. That's what it stands for. And basically everything that's in the outside world, you leave in the outside. But when you come in here, you go ahead and you tackle what's in here and you worry about what's in here. So just take that it, do the same thing. You go in there, you, got, you get your 60 seconds, kill it. That's 60 seconds that, you know, will change your life no matter how it goes down. So just go in there and just do your thing and, and – and, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all that matters is the fact that you go in there and if you give it your all, you're going to be happy with it. So wherever the chips may fall after that, let them fall where they may fall. But you know in your heart of hearts that I went in there and I killed it and let them make their decision. But if you go out of there knowing that you did what you did, you'll be fine. Mm, thanks, so just man. go I ahead and not just, agree just more. knock it out. Yep. 
All righty. Fern, um, you want to get the last word in here? Because we got to get out of here. Girl, Odell's right. It's all about focus, 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 focus. You do you, and you do what you know you can do. And you do what you know we all know that you can do. <laughs> and that's all there is. There is no outside world. There is nothing else. A haiku about this. I know, right? I <laughs> could. You know, I mean, but you know what you can do. And you know, we know what you can do. And the rest of it, it they're just people. Just like everybody we talk to, they're just people. Oh, yeah. They're That'd just fucking yeah, so people. I'll be right there being a mannequin pacing back and forth for you. Yep, you'll be right there yep. on the other side of the door. Just waiting. Yep, like Absolutely. Oh. All right, guys. You're going to kill this girl. We got to get out of here. Matt, always a pleasure. Um, hope to hear from you soon. Get you back on the show soon. Our schedule has been hectic lately. We got, um, we're got we not doing as many shows as we used to because we've got so much going on. But we've definitely got to do this more often. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you again, as always, for having me on. I love you guys. And where can we find you online for all the listeners? You can find me on all social media, Matt Geiler, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's on all the platforms. And um, you can visit me at mattgeiler.com. Right on. All right, guys. Good night. We'll be back in December. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you too. Take me down a notch And take me further still They'll wonder if you'll hurt me bad I say I know you will Can it be the truth That there is nothing left between The two old friends who cannot bear to say And bring me down some more I wonder if I let you lie enough to let me score Can it be the truth That there is nothing left that's clean Enough for us to want to stay Linger in between Take this